Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. What's everybody? You are listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry, founder of drpsblog.com, as well as your host of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, your favorite podcast for patient advocacy and empowering yourself for better health. This week, episode 75, we have a special guest, student Dr. Kendra, who is going to be telling her story of some recent controversy that she experienced when All she did was kind of tell the world her truth on how she became a medical student. And I thought she would be a perfect guest, especially for this show, as a former student, obviously, who thought that the only way I was going to get into medical school, I had to be absolutely perfect. And realizing that wasn't the case and realizing that I think more physicians should really be telling the truth, especially to our pre-med students and those who are aspiring to become a physician or really anybody in their career that you don't have to be 100% perfect to get the job done. And that's what she's doing now. So she's going to be an amazing interview today. And I wanted to bring her on because I wanted everyone to kind of see that this is a story that isn't uncommon. Uh, This is more of a myth. Again, the title of the show is The Myth of the Perfect Medical Student, because I think in the public eye, uh, they want you to be super perfect. But in reality, that's usually not the case. And like always, if you want my show notes, head over to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP 075 or lunchlearnpod.com and you'll get to episode 75 and you'll get the show notes there. And I want to take this time if you have not already done so. I want you to pause the podcast. I want you to go ahead and subscribe uh, to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave me five-star reviews. It's been an absolutely amazing journey, this podcasting tour, detour, I should say, that I've taken in the uh, goal of educating the patient population. And I want to really give a shout-out to a couple five-star reviews. I just received uh, one from Jonathan Jones of the Speaker Success Podcast, who says, I met Dr. Barry in person after reading his blog, which got me here. He's a great personality and he knows his stuff. Breaking down his content to where it's easy to understand for the average joke. Keep on rocking, Doc. And there's uh, another person, I don't know this person's name, which says, Dr. Barry, I caught the professionals in mental health show and found it spot on. I'll be listening to future shows. Keep up the great work. Again, those were both five-star reviews and comments, which I love to see. So please, if you don't have a chance, one, subscribe to the show. Tell a friend of yours to subscribe to the show. And then leave, if you're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to it, that if you're able to leave me a review, please leave me a review. And I'll definitely try to make sure we get it on the show. So again, I've been talking on your head off. Let's get to the episode, episode 75 with student Dr. Kendra. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, e-books, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. 
All right, Lunch and Learn community. Again, I want to, like I said in the introduction, thank our next guest, student Dr. Kendra Williams, who's going to be blessing Lunch and Learn community with her experience of being the perfect medical student. And, and I say perfect medical student in quotation marks because there's this huge, there's always been this huge public misconception, right? That, you know, if you're, if you're, you're, a, you're a physician, especially in this, in the country, like that you, you are absolutely brilliant since, you know, the beginning of time, you had straight A's from elementary school and all of this, just this crazy nonsense that those of us on the inside, those of us like in the field know that is all not true, right? So again, uh, we want to welcome uh, student Dr. Kendra Williams to the Lunch Learning community. Thank you. For for those who may not know you, and again, and don't mind me, I like to call I like to call people by the name. So I I I like to call people Dr. Kendra. I don't even like that whole student moniker thing. That don't really mean much to me. You're, you're Dr. Williams, Dr. Kendra. I don't know how you like to uh, be addressed on the online world. And, I, and I'll tell you a little quick caveat. Like I know you'll see, a, like me, I go by Dr. Barry. Obviously, Barry is my first name. And I've realized that a lot of my patients, they like the uh, formality of calling me a doctor, right? Because they like to be able to call me a doctor. But then, uh-huh. you know, they're, they're so cool with me. They want to be able to see things like they're close. So they like saying my first name too, right? So that's why one of the reasons why I just go by Dr. Barry because people are just so used to it. Uh, that's okay. Like, that some people are almost shocked when they hear like, oh, my last name is actually Pierre. So however you want to be addressed, Dr. Dr. Williams, Dr. Kendra, you let us know uh, so we can put it out to the world how they need to address you when they see you uh, everywhere because you are everywhere. Most of the time, people that know me and, you know, I work in the medical uh, center right now. So most people that like have recognized me or whatever, they just call me student Dr. Kendra. I go by <laughs> Kendra amongst everybody. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, of course, my blog and everything is about to be switched over to Dr. Kendra. Yes. If they could just let me graduate. Yes. <laughs> it, that, that, that time moves quickly. I, again, I'm, I am class. I'm, I went to Nova Southeastern. I am class of 2011. And I, I swear it was just yesterday. I swear I was like, I remember just studying for those classes, biochem and micro just yesterday. And boom, all of a sudden, I'm an attending now. It's, it definitely moves very fast. Um, so, so Sue Dr. Kendra Williams, please talk to Dr. Kendra, right? So t- yeah. t- tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how we got to the point where we can call you Sue Dr. Kendra. All right. So um, a lot of people know me by now. My name is Kendra Williams. Online, I'm known as Student Dr. Kendra um, on Twitter, Instagram, and then, of course, my WordPress blog. So I go to UT Houston Medical School or McGovern now. The name's changed. I am sort of a non-traditional student. Um, you would say. Um, I went to undergrad at McMurray University in Abilene, Texas. Um, and I'm a small town girl. I'm from the country. I went to an extremely small school, um, lived in a small town. And eventually that's kind of where I want to get back to. Um, my plan is to apply family medicine in August um, or this fall rather. Um, and that's what I hope to do with my life. Um, I have a special special interest in women's health. So I am considering doing a family medicine residency with an OB fellowship um, to try to serve some of those women um, out in the more rural areas. Mm, very interesting. And and for lunch and learning community members who may not know, could you just quick look have you on what is a traditional student versus like a non-traditional student? So they are so they, so they can they know how to follow uh, your beaten path. Yeah. So um, for the most part, traditional students are those that went from high school, undergrad, straight to uh, medical school and like got through. 
And, you know, by that time, let me see, I'm 26. So most of the time people are graduated by like 26. Um, so for me, I've talked a little bit about it on my blog, kind of the troubles that I had when I first got to med school, kind of the, um, the like really steep, like learning curve um, that I had trouble with when I first got to med school. So um, where I would have been graduating this May, I'll be graduating next May. So in that sense, I call myself a non-traditional student. Most non-traditional students are people that are a little bit older, have had careers, other careers outside of medicine. So there's people in my school, there's a lot of people that were into research. There were a lot of people that were in the military, were nurses beforehand, and just decided that they wanted to become a physician. So that's what we call a non-trad student. And uh, let's look at me, I just want to kind of, you know, kind of give a little, you know, background of, you know, why, you know, she's, she's on here. Actually, actually, you know, first of all, we want to say kudos because she's actually my first medical student on the podcast. And uh, the reason why I wanted to have her on, the right, reason why I felt like, no, she, she needs to come on the show. She needs to kind of like speak, tell her truth, speak her truth is uh, I was, I was online, you know, where we actually follow each other on Twitter and I was online and I just saw her tweet uh, just be re- retweeted on my timeline, like by multiple people, multiple people. And then I knew her tweet was serious because then when I went to the book, AKA Facebook, I saw her tweet over there. Oh my and gosh, then, that's what they call super viral. And then I was on Instagram and they was the tweet was over there. I said, Oh, I said, No, this is all right. This this might be this might be a little something. And I think the, the importance of the tweet was, was a big because it spoke right to me, right? Again, when she talks about this tra- traditional student, um, you know, I did four years at I did five years, right? I did five years at undergrad. Uh, at Florida State University. And I didn't go directly into medical school. You know, I took a little buffer time where I had to kind of the MCAT, the grades weren't there. And I kind of had to do some more classes, you know, to make my application look a little bit better. And I ended up actually even getting a second bachelor's degree at Florida State because, you know, I was taking so many classes. They're like, hey, you just need a couple more. So, you know, I, I had an extended period of time just after my first bachelor's degree before actually getting accepted to uh, medical school. So I, I remember quite vividly, you know, not being able to just kind of, you know, kind of matriculate and breeze through and mm-hmm. then getting to medical school and understanding that, oh, there's a lot of people with very similar stories. But when I was on the outside, right, when I when we were, we were when we were outside of the club, like I thought everyone <laughs> on I thought everyone inside Right, was doing extremely well. They breezed through undergrad. They were breezing through medical school, straight A, super high MCAT scores. But then when I got on the other side, I realized like, oh, that's not that's not the case at all. Right. That's not at even all. like that's not, I mean, it was it was almost like surprising. I thought like, oh, they've been lying to me for a while. Like someone's been and and I couldn't understand it. And I'll admit, I didn't have many mentors, right? Older physicians who could have told me, like, hey, no, 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 don't believe all of that hype, right? So I was just going by, uh, you know, what I read on, you know, studentdoctor.net, like I don't know if community members, um, we've talked about that in the past, like that website is a good website, like if you're doing okay, but boy, they got some pessimistic folks on there. So, you know, if you're not mentally strong, your foundation not tight, I'd probably steer away from that, you know, a lot because, you know, again, I love studentdoctor.net, but ooh, sometimes they they go in, right? And that's and they're, they're so pessimistic, they're so downtrodden, like, oh my God, you got a you got a C in anatomy and physiology, go major in business, right? Like that's how they be talking. 
Like, that's, how they that's talk. exactly how it is all the time. So, so I try to I try to stay away from that as possible. So I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna talk about the tweet. I'm actually gonna say where her tweet was, just so we can kind of you know get into the mood. And like at this time, like I just did a search this morning, and at this time it was like thirty three thousand retweets or likes. So it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And we're gonna talk about a lot of the fallback from that tweet. So she said, uh, made a C in chemistry, got put out of honors program on a technicality, barely did research, didn't shadow. GPA was good, but it could have been better. Professors wouldn't give me the time of day. Mediocre MCAT, applied the very last day, was told I wouldn't get into med school, current MS3, right? And we had a lot of, we had a lot of praise for that, but we had a lot of, uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of how do we how do we like to call it? yes yes we had a lot of that right but again I when I tell you this spoke to me because I was like yes because again like I'm I've been looking I've been I've talked about this on podcasts before that you know your doctor isn't perfect right like in in this guys mm-hmm. that makes you think that your doctor is perfect like you said you're setting us the physicians up for failure. So here was this medical student who was, you know, innocently just kind of posting on like, hey, this is this was this is my story. And when I again, when I saw it, when I saw it on the book, right, when I when, once I once I see a tweet jump to the book, I'm like, oh, like this is it's real. Be, yeah, this is going to be real. So first of all, talk about like that tweet. And it will, well, let's talk about the good. Let's talk about the bad. that kind of, you know, festered from it. Um. So. A little bit about why I tweeted it. Of course, you guys know I've had the blog for forever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've kind of transitioned the blog to my Twitter more so because I can tweet out more content um, rather than I can sit down and write. Contrary to popular belief, I actually hate writing. Um, (laughs) so, So for me, it's much easier for me to tweet. When I started blogging, I was to say I hate writing. Like I actually, but it was something that I knew I wanted to talk to people. I knew people wanted to read what I was writing, so like exactly. I was kind of forced to do it. But like, like now I do podcasts, now I do videos, and I definitely. If you told me which one would I rather do, eh, blog is probably <laughs> yeah. gonna, gonna come in last place, right? But I get apologize. I just wanted to kind of, I just want to say yay for that because yeah. me and her, like me and her, might be best friends because me and her are very similar thought process that I'm seeing right now. So I'm, I'm definitely best friends. <laughs> no. So I saw this um, person that I, I assume I followed them because I saw their tweet. Um, but she had tweeted, like, I made a C in chemistry. Like I want to kill myself. And I was like, sis, a C mm. like I made a C in like, I want to say it was like Jen Kim too. Like I'm so far removed away from like, I don't even know what class it was, but I made like a C. And at that time, my advisor who's not a physician, by the way, um, was literally like, well, you might want to apply to DO school or like, good luck next year. Mm-hmm. And like DO schools, I mean, the people are educated just as well as we are, first of all. Like, I don't know why there's this perception that that's like, you go to MD school and if you don't get in, you go to DA, PA, NP, and then an international oh, school, oh, yes. which and is I, not true. And, and let me tell you, especially for, for y'all, for, for y'all pre-meds, like, don't think um, that if you couldn't get to an MD school, you're going to walk over to Nova because uh, Nova shutting doors left and right. There's one of us kind of just put that out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but so like, that was my advice. He literally like, didn't try to help me through it or anything. He was just like, well, you made a C. You fail. And you said he um, wasn't even a physician. This wasn't even no, a physician. He's, um, well, everybody knows who he is. He's actually a chiropractor. Um, he was, he's over like health professions at my undergrad. But that was, he was just like, well, you don't get in. 
So I just kind of took it all on my own. I've always done everything by myself. I've operated it blindly. So I just took it, you know. But so I made this tweet because somebody else was having problems. People know a little bit about like what happened, you know, and stuff like that. But just a little bit about it. Like I made a C in chemistry and like retook the class and made an A, you know, or um, like with on- the problem with honors program. So I was in an honors program. Um, and you have to do like some senior project. For the life of me, I couldn't get an um, advisor to sign off on it, even though I had already done like all my research, done all my writing, all of the things. I just didn't have a person to say like, yes, she did this. Mm. And so I just didn't finish. I was like, I'm ready to graduate. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) So I graduated a half a year early. I was like, I'm just ready to go. (laughs) Um, But that research that I did, I did it all on my own. I never really got involved with like school research and stuff um, because I found that people, the professors or my advisors, whatever, weren't really giving me the time of day. And that's kind of, I'm actually writing a blog post about that right now, about like being intentional about the things you want in life and, and having a game plan and sticking to it, you know? So for me, like I didn't have the best scores, but I knew that if I dedicated myself to what I wanted to do, right, then I would get where I wanted to be. So I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And with my MCAT, I really, in my heart, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get in with this one because everybody's telling me, like, you got to have, like, 36s. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was crazy. I realized a lot of people who tell you that don't be having the 36s. Exactly right. So, or, like, not in med school or a physician at all. So I was like, you know what, God? I'm going to apply with it and we'll see what happens. I didn't even have a plan B, like... I don't know what I would have done if I didn't get into med school, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And if I get in, I get in. I got two interviews. One, the place like treated me really, really, really bad. And then I came to my school and I was like, well, this is it. I guess I'm ranking this one. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) One of one. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is it. This is for me. And I, so I was using, what is it called? Student Doctor Network, SDN. So when I got um, in Texas, we do a match process um, the same way you would for residency where you rank and then you get like matched to a school. So I got this email, like whatever the match day is or whatever in Texas, like the first week of like February, March something. I woke up like 7 a.m. I know at 8 a.m. I'm supposed to be getting an email, like whether or not I got into a school. And I get this email. It's like, congratulations, you matched to UT Houston. Wow. I swear to you, like, I did not know what matched meant. Like, I swear no. to God. <laughs> <laughs> I like had to go on SDN. <laughs> I had to go on SDN. It was like, what happens if I match to a school? And somebody was like, congratulations, Jurian. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> So it was a crazy like journey. My parents like stuck with me the whole way. And my mom was like a firm believer of like speaking things into existence. She was mm-hmm. like, it's going to happen. So I got in and I'm here. And it's been, I've been like, you know, driving the struggle bus the whole way, but I'm doing it. Yes. And like other people are as well. What, what, um, what year are you now? I'm a third year. You're a third I'm year almost going, at the end. Going, going to the fourth. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful time, and I think uh, it's it's such, it's such an amazing because again, that is that's 
we we think like that's a very uncommon story um, just to mm-hmm. get in the door. And, you know, again, once once I got to my first year when I was, a, you know, I was at Nova and, you know, I would talk to my friends and I'd say, yeah, like, oh, man, I'm so glad I got here. To, like, oh, yeah, me, too, because I had to go through this and I had to go through that. And I'm like, oh. Okay, like I and then you start bonding even more because you start realizing that that like oh okay like all right so a lot of us had to struggle just to get here and medical school is this weird thing that you know we we like we fight we punch we kick each other because we think like all right like you're not gonna take my my spot like you're not gonna take that that last seat that's supposed to be for me and then once we get into the school once we get into medical school we're like oh. Like, oh, I, I would have did better if we would just work with each other. Like, it's, it, we don't realize it because, again, you know, that's just some of For the exception uh, that's uh, unfortunately placed upon us as physicians that we, we were, we're, we're, we're usually the brightest because we are, right? But we had to have excellent grades, yeah. excellent test scores, and we volunteered a million hours, and we've done this research, that research, we're published here, like all of these crazy mm-hmm. things that... Like if I said that any other undergrad person had to do, they'd be like, oh, my God, like, wow, y'all do all of that. Like it's it's absolutely crazy. But, you know, we put these stipulations there because we are trying to uh, which I always feel we're always trying to weed out uh, people to get here. Right. Like we're trying to, you know, and I don't know why yeah. we, we sure do need more and more physicians. But we're trying we're constantly weeding out, weeding out, weeding out. And we say to people that if you have a bad story, right, like if you come in and you're not 100 percent a a plus ready to go, like you can't even come here. So that's I think that's why, like, your, your mm-hmm. tweet is such an important thing, because it, I think it opened up the eyes to a lot of people. And I think it opened up to a lot of people to say, oh, wow. I like personally like tweeted. These are the bad things or the things that weren't necessarily bad, but could have been way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and always in my heart, I feel like, did I do something like good? Yeah, but it could have been way better. Like not because I didn't try, but like, it's just how it worked out. It could have mm-hmm. been better. I really think like I was meant to be here. Um, and a lot of people, like you say, you talk to all your friends and everybody's like, yeah, once upon a time I made a B. And, you know, like when you're outside of medicine, like there's this huge fall, like a bee, like clutch your pearls. And it's Mm. really not that serious. I mean, because truth be told, how much like general chemistry do I really use every day in a clinic? Right. Organic. Not much. Oh, yeah. Those. (laughs) Now, did you, especially with your tweet, did you, did you feel that you got more negative, especially we'll we'll start on the positive side. We'll start on, we'll start on the negative side, we'll end on the positive. Did you feel that you got more negative pushback from those like outside of like our, our kind of family? Like where, where did you feel you got most of the like negative reaction from? So there were, it was two, three parties. I'll put them in the three parties, right? Mm, okay. So the biggest was people outside of medicine. People have this belief that like, you have to be on Einstein level at all times. They like legit believe, like when I got into medical school, I didn't find this out until I moved to Houston. People legit believe that we're like standing up doing surgery every day <laughs> instead, of, instead of like, instead of like sitting, so either sitting in a lecture hall or, or for us, like, I don't know if they stream, like when you were in school, but like sitting at home streaming class, like for real, mm. like most of second year, I didn't really touch the school unless it was required because I was studying for school and step. I didn't want to be there, but people don't understand that. I told somebody that and they were like, you mean to tell me you going to online school for medicine? And I was like, no, sir, I'm just streaming the class. <laughs> but 
there was that group, like people that are just outside of medicine in general, and they don't understand because I didn't understand until I got here. And then there were the racists. Mm. Um, let's talk, let's that, talk like, about it. I had death threats. Let, let's, like, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I had death threats. I, 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 I saw them so. too. So let, yeah, let's talk about, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got like perceived, there was this one person that like took my picture and put a gorilla mask on it. There were people that I was a big talk. I ended up on some alt-right websites, Twitters. There were a lot of people that had talks and like wrote blog posts about like, these are the negatives of um, affirmative action. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I really like had to take it on myself. And then there was this subset of um, African-American people outside of medicine even some people in medicine that really like took this as like, girl, like you making all of us look bad. Like Mm -hmm. you making it look like all of us skated into medical school. I had an attending like come after me personally, like reached out to my um, Dean of student affairs and reached out to um, another Dean at the school. Wow. Um, And this was a lady that looked like me Mm -hmm. and like drug me on. So she was one of the people that like drug me on all the uh, African-American like doctor Facebook pages. And, you know, so it was like this very, very small subset of African-American people that were like, you should have never put this on Facebook because I'm on Twitter because this is what people are going to think about us. Now they think like we all had it easy. So let's, uh, let's, let's, you know, we're not going to spend, sure, sure, sure. spend too much time on these alt-right folks. Like I've actually, I wrote a blog on my, my alt-right patient. Right. And mm-hmm. I think it's very, it's very interesting. Right. And it's one of this, one of these, uh, uh dichotomies, the issues we face as just as black physicians, where if one of us have a similar story like that, all of a sudden the general public feels every single one of us like had to deal with it. And that's a burden you as a medical student, like unfortunately got hit in the face with very early, right? Like yeah. I, I was hoping not to, be, I was hoping to like say, you know, let's, let's let her graduate and then I'm gonna let her know that, Hey, anything you do, they're going to like blame the whole, like I was hoping like to wait to that, but like, unfortunately you got introduced very early. I've heard, you know what, to be honest. So I, um, where I'm from mm-hmm. is, um, like most of the people that are there that are black, they're all my family members, but like, I'm a person that like, I was the only black person that was in like UIL events, which is like our division for sports and academic stuff. I was like the only person in like gifted and talented. I was used to being the only black person in this. And my dad's the only like black city councilman in my town. Right. And he's the exact same way. He's the only in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I have been like very used to it. And then it's something that, I, I think you have to make a decision to not burden yourself with that. Because for me, first of all, I'm going to be black, black all day, every day. Yes. That's me. Yes. That's who I am. Okay. Yes. Second of all, I like where that is a lot of people's perception. That's just like, that's reality. Right. For me, I am not the spokesperson for all things black. I am the spokesperson for Kendra. And then, like, I do what I'm going to do, and that's how it's going to be. Um, just because I happen to be Black, that doesn't mean that I speak for your experience. That doesn't mean I speak for the person that lives next door to me, what have you. Because I also had a, like, very weird upbringing. <laughs> but, but that was one thing that I faced 
with student affairs. Now, which which one? Which one you would you say? So, because especially with that type of upbringing, did you did you? Uh, I don't want to say hurt, but like, were you more taken aback by like uh, the racist aspect of the negative comments, or like those of our own being like, oh my god, now you're bringing us all down? So, I expected the racist because I always hear this affirmative action like I have people in my class that are literally like the only reason you're here is because of affirmative action they are my classmates so and then also like I was raised around a lot of white people so where they didn't really just say it they kind of said it Um, so for me it wasn't that I was taken aback by it because some of it I expected I didn't expect the death threats I didn't expect like to end up on all of these like alt-right websites I really didn't um and then I also expected a few because you know there's always a few people that are like you know you like shouldn't be like showing this on your social media because they're gonna think we're all like this there are always a few I didn't expect it to be so many but I really feel like when this attending was bullying me online I felt like a lot of people in this group that I'm in like came to my defense where regardless I have a mouth I can defend myself and I will um so I think I was surprised that like in both of those groups that it got taken that far yeah far out yeah and that's really sad especially you know especially as an attending and you know, the, the the fact that one, you wouldn't like if you had an issue, why wouldn't you just like go directly right to the person and say, hey, man, you're like the fact that you would have to like try to upscale it. And again, I have no clue what this attendings uh, yeah. end goal was. Right. Like like if you're telling me, like, what do you expect the dean stuff to do? Like, I, I'm, I'm very that's why I'm actually I'm actually more concerned about that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to write like a blog. I'm assuming we're going to read like a blog or something in that. Eventually, I love. I love. In the end, some I think some people asked because there was a really, really, really like private group that somebody sent me these screenshots. Like, hey, I know you aren't in this group, but I feel like you ought to be able to defend yourself. And I took it to this group that was very public, and all of us are in. And I, um, I was like, you're being a bully. And in the end, from what she said, was that. when somebody asked, like, what was, like, why, why bring it to a group of physicians? And she literally said, to be messy. I just wanted to be messy and I just wanted to be petty. So. Wow. I'm like, I can't help you there, sis. Right. You can't. Mm. All right. So that is, that's sad. Um, so let, we'll, we'll go, we'll, let's go to the positives, right? Let's, yeah. let, let's talk about the positive, right? What were some of the positive reactions you got? Uh, from just kind of letting, you know, just, just telling, honestly, just telling your truth. What, what were some of the positive um, feedback you got from it? So I had a lot of people like reach out to me first. Well, the biggest thing wasn't that I got like a whole ton of followers. I got a lot of followers, mm-hmm. um, but I had a lot of people reaching out like, oh my God, like I was about to drop out of my school. I was about to like change my major or whatever you, things like that. And I really felt like, the reason I made the tweet, like reach the people that I wanted it to reach. Right. So I had like, it took me, let me see. The tweet was in March. It took me until June, like the middle of June 
to finish like responding to all of the messages. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like getting down on it like every day. <laughs> but and then that was even like so a lot of people were asking the same question, like, how did you do it? Like, how did you get in? Mm-hmm. And it was literally I literally had a paragraph of like, this is what from one of my deans, this is like what they said like made me stand out. And so like I literally copied and pasted that to every like to everybody that asked that same question. But the positive is that I also had attendings like reaching out to me. I had people like reaching out to me from my school, like trying to make sure I was okay. But also like if you need this opportunity or if you need this, you need that, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, where even though I'm in the largest medical center in the nation, I like had not reached certain people and I felt like I hadn't reached a certain level because I was literally just trying to survive in med school. Sure, sure. Yeah, because we're still we're still um, in three. And then right? also I have people yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um and then I have people like you that reached out to me, you know, they were like, I wanna give you a platform to talk about like why you're doing what you're doing. Obviously like you're trying to do something positive and trying to give my main goal when I started this blog was to give insight into medicine or like the uh, training journey of like going through the training of medicine and also seeing like the good and bad and how to recover from it and show that it is recoverable right because when I came to med school I literally didn't know like if I don't pass the test then like what happens like do I get kicked out or and that was really my thought like I'm gonna get kicked out as soon as I fail like my first test and it's really not that even though I want you to do the best of the best if that doesn't happen, there's always a next step. And so I think I just, the biggest thing, like I got a platform to talk about these kind of things. So what would you, what would you feel like, especially, you know, cause now, you know, cause now, cause now the platform is yours, right? What, what are yeah. some of the challenges uh, that, you know, and again, we can talk about on the pre-med level or just even honestly, even just the medical student level, right? Like what, what are you, some of your biggest ones that, you know, with your blog that you're going to start like really kind of letting the world know like, hey, expect this. Hey, this is what I did. This is how, like, like if you could just give mm-hmm. just a few, you don't have to give all, all your secrets, right? Because we, we want people to read the blog and let yeah. us know. So we want them to read but, like just a couple that we, we, we expect that you're going to touch on pretty soon. Um, so um, one of the big things I've been thinking about um, and talking to people about is really like being intentional in what you want to do. It's well and good to say that you want to come to med school, um, but have a contingency plan. Like if not necessarily if I don't get into med school, but if I don't make an A in this class, what do I do from there? Um, Even if it's just something like very short sighted, Mm -hmm. you need to have a plan for everything. Not necessarily a plan B, because I I feel like if you want to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor as long as you put the work in. Love it. So. I've really been like thinking about how to implement that in a lot of things. My parents have always taught me, my dad taught me two things. The one was like, do it right the first time and you don't ever have to do it again. And then the next thing was like, if you ask somebody something, the worst thing that they can tell you is no. And then my mom always says, um, how does she put it? The best lesson is a bot lesson. And the second thing she says is nothing beat a fail- beats a failure, but a try. Um, That's true. I love it. And like parents have always like motivated me, like go for it, like do it and like it'll happen. So that's what I've been like trying to push to people. Um, don't let anybody deter you from what you want to do. And then like take all advice 
with an assault. Okay. That's a very, very um, really, yeah. And the third thing is like, I found myself stressing when I first came to school because there were a lot of people, um, there were a lot of people that were like, I'm making all 100s on these exams and I'm doing all of these things. Like, and like one of my really good friends, he used to like gaslight me. Um, he was one of my classmates hmm. and he literally failed out of med school wow. when like in my ear, he was telling me that he was making 100s. Like when I made like my first 40 on a biochem exam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing is like, people don't understand people legit lie um, all the time. So if there's a gunner and if there's a gunner in your class, that's doing amazing. And he's showing up three hours early for rotations and whatnot. Let him do what he's going to do and you do what you do as long as you do it as great as you can. Don't let anybody like make you crazy. Make you crazy. And I, I can tell you, especially, you know, I've, 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 I got plenty of stories, especially when I was a medical, when I was a med student. And, you know, when we would do, mm-hmm. when we, when we have tests, like the test grades would be like at the front of the class. So, you know, they, they post it up and everybody would run and see, you know, where the numbers kind of fall along the lines. And we all had like a little special code. So you can kind of see like with the, who, who keeps doing well. Cause it's usually be that same couple of numbers at the top. And, and one of my friends was, you know, one of those numbers that was always at the top, but like, very very cordial very relaxed never really never braggadocious about it because he was like you know i I study but that doesn't mean that you can't do well because again you know the person who you know graduates last in class is still a physician right like that's that's something we got to remember we got (laughs) to absolutely (laughs) absolutely and the, the goal is really, and again, I, and I tell you, I got, I have friends who fail courses, they're neurosurgeons. I got friends who fail courses, they're dermatologists, friends who fail surgeons or to be like, and this, and for the lunch learning community, especially these I'm naming are very, like very particular, very, you know, quote unquote, difficult uh, specialties to get into. Right. But even those people who got into it aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, it's, it's this, it's this common theme right and we're going to talk about imperfect md right it's this common theme of you know you don't yeah. have to be perfect right you just got to put in work right like that's that's what separates the the med mm-hmm. students once they get there especially and i'm, I'm an attending um i'm program director at wellington regional and you know we get medical students we get residents and what separates those medical students what separates the residents is who's working harder like i don't really care like how much you know like when i pimp you i just need to know that when it's time to work, like you not ducking off. Yeah. I had an eval with um, one of my um, attendings yesterday and she was literally like, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Right. Like I can see that you're working. I can see that you're reading every day because you're even teaching the other students, you know, and attendings really see that. And then they also see, they also see that person that's, making everybody else crazy like that person might know a lot yes but that person is irking everybody in the clinic like they're not doing their work because they think they know everything they get up and leave all times of the day and just think like oh i'm smart and like, oh yes my and gonna give me 100. exactly the, the, the work always separates yeah always let's let's talk about Let's talk about the importance, especially because we, we we know you because we, we, the blogging and the Twitter and the, like the importance of just social media in general. Like like again, yeah. I remember when I started when I started on the PS blog, I was the only one doing it, 
And literally, I had to be in my dean's office every beginning of the semester to talk right. about HIPAA, right? Because they were like, "All right, Barry, we, like you know, we see you like the blog. Um, you know, these are just these are just some of our HIPAA rules, and please don't violate." I'm like, "Yes, I know. Y'all talked about it this last semester. Like, it's it, they were that was because they, they were they were just they weren't not used to you know a student of theirs you know you know being out on social media like especially this is what 2007, 2008. So, how important has social media been for you?" Just in, in the blogging, the the, the Twitter, like all of that. Like I've had all of my followers and people that I follow, like Med Twitter is like my family. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so for me, I found that depending on what school you go to, um, you might not have like the best relationship with your classmates, or like you just feel super removed. Um, like me, I happen to live outside of the medical center. It's right across the freeway but like I find myself removed because I don't live at um, my school's housing where everybody for the most part everybody else lives um so I found a lot of commonality with my people online um so that's what's been important for me as well as like sharing resources or like getting advice how do I go about this like how did y'all study for the family medicine shelf or whatever things like that just really getting advice and getting a different perspective because I know that it's easy to get caught up in like what's going on at your school and believing like that's how it works mm-hmm. and it really doesn't. Um, and getting like perspective from other students. Cause I know I like, I was griping about something and somebody was like, Oh my God, you, they do that at your school. And like everybody hopped on, like they do that. Like why, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I just thought that's how it was, but I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was the norm and realized like, oh, everybody don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it gives me like a peer into um, like medicine outside of what's going on here or like what I can see every day. Yes. Uh, So that's one of the big things. And then also finding friends. Um, There's a small group of people that I hang out with at my school out of like 265 people. But I found like a lot of friends like on Twitter that I've eventually met here in Houston or like I go to another city and I legit like meet up with people. Oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So you have 265 in your class? Like that's each 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 year? Yeah, yeah. People are blown away by that. Yeah. Wow. Like I, I went to know. I thought we would be because we had like we got like 190, 190-ish mm-hmm. like uh, every year. But wow, 260. Okay. I want to say at my white coat ceremony, it was said we had – 240 plus people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were the biggest class in the nation. Wow. Yeah. So like with all the repeaters and all that different kind of stuff, mm-hmm. we have about 260, 270 right now. That falls a line. Mm-hmm. Before I let you go, obviously I want to, I want, I want, let's, let's talk about just like what Imperfect MD is and like, like how, how are you going to use that to kind of continue to kind of propel yourself uh, to like, I think you're, first of all, I think you're going to be great. Um, I, I just want to do side caveat. I actually absolutely love family physicians. Um, I think they're crazy because I have, I'm (laughs) internal medicine, right. And I'd be having trouble remembering all of the adult related, like abnormalities and diseases, but my family, my family med folks, they got to know about the adults and the kids and the OB, which again, another reason why I did internal medicine so I can, you know, avoid as much women's health as possible. So shout out to you and all the other my other family medicine uh, friends because again I again I, y'all are better than me that's I'll just say that right there 
Oh my god, you know what? I have classmates, they absolutely hate it. They're like, I hated family. It was the worst. <laughs> and I was like, I love it. I love to go in the clinic every day. But like for me, like I hate rounding. I hate mm-hmm. being in the hospital every day. And I I really this like could be a whole nother political talk. Sure. But I really believe that we should keep people from getting sick instead of treating them when they're sick. Ooh, ooh, ah, yeah, we might we, we might have to have yeah. another episode because, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I really like treating or seeing well patients and then treating people that do have chronic diseases before it gets to the time where you got to get a leg cut off or now you got to go on dialysis or whatever. Mm. Um, I really like doing that. And so that's where currently where I'm at right now in my state of mind. And then also I have the the thought that I want to do women's health. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, well, let me take it back. I want to do rural health. And I read an ACOG article a few weeks, a few days ago about how many women are losing obstetric care, you know, in the nation. Um, mm-hmm. Just my mom's hometown hospital, which is the town over from mine. They literally shut down a few weeks. All they have is an EMT and um, they're going to have like a walk-in clinic. And for years, they haven't delivered babies there. So I know people that like find out that they're pregnant and then just like go to the hospital and the baby falls out. Yeah. <laughs> um, like don't get prenatal care, don't all of that things. So I'm interested in really like serving a special population. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. We, we definitely need it. I, and um, yeah, I think you you hit it right on the head, especially when it comes to the rural communities and, you know, that frontline care. Because I did mm-hmm. I did outpatient medicine before I became a program director. The reason why I did is because I love I love that continuity care. I love that I, I can follow my patient for the three months, for the six months, for the 12 months, seeing how they're doing, seeing how, uh, you know, one treatment course can alter everything. Right. Like mm-hmm. how many of us, again, I know you're, you're still young in your career, right? It's a little blip, but you got a long ways to go. How many people could not be on dialysis, right? If they just had one blood pressure medication, right? Like how many people could not be on dialysis, right? If you just would have had a diabetes metformin, which is free, publics, right? Like, like the amount of things that could have been saved off, right? Like if we could have just caught them early, right? Mm-hmm. But for most, and I think you hit it right on the head, most of it is access, right? Most of, most of the people who don't, get those types of care in the beginning is because they just don't have access to it. And here you are, you're like, no, I want to go to where they don't have access. Right. So again, yeah, uh, you know, shout out to you, like doing absolutely. Thank you. I I mean, I want to help the people that don't have the access. And then also I've started, I think you start down at the bottom Mm -hmm. for me. Like it's harping on my parents. Of course, my parents take really good care of themselves, but they have chronic illnesses as well as like my family. Mm-hmm. Almost every one of my mother's, my grandmother's siblings, including my grandmother, have all died from like a cancer. And so for me, I like started having these talks with people like, yeah, you know, you're 80 and you just started having a period again. You might want to get that seen about. Yeah. Or, you know, like with diabetes, all it takes is for you to lose 7% of your body weight, you know? That's it. That's it. Um, but we've even started an initiative with my family recently, some more healthy eating and accountability about eating, about exercising, getting out in the sun every now and again, going to the park with your kids. Oh, yes. Um, I'm really like, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things that I want to do with my life. I just got to get out of residency. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I will tell you, especially as, you know, I think with in this time and age where we have uh, social media, where we have a lot more people being very forward thinking, I don't want you to uh, hold on to your ideas and thinking like I can't do them until I'm attending. Right. Like, I honestly, yeah. 
this, I mean, what some of the stuff you just said right there, you probably could start doing like literally like right now. You could probably, it's probably maybe location wise, maybe because you're in Texas yeah. and you need to get back home. Like location wise, you can't do it. But a lot of stuff I, I want to encourage that you could start as soon as possible because we we need you right like we need i got some things in the works we'll talk about it we need you out there you know the the people need you out there and like you it looks like you have some amazing things on horizon so i'm i'm definitely going to be there to support any which way i can because i think that's that's where it's at i think it's thank you having that support system for those who have already you know quote unquote made it right like again i'm so you're MS3, so I'm like three, three, I'm like six years ahead of you, right? So again, not too, it's not even like a full decade, right? Like, but it's so I, I can clearly see like, okay, yeah, we, and I need more people like you who are really ready and willing to like, you know, let your truth out, right? And mm-hmm. say, this is what I'm here to do. And you're not going to stop me from doing it. Yeah. I got some ideas and some things, some things that uh, I've been working on. You'll Perfect. see them soon. I love it. So, so tell, tell, tell the listener community listeners, like, how can they get in touch with you? How can they read this? When, when, when is this next blog post coming out? How can they read it? Like, is there a book coming out anytime soon? Like, let's give, let's, 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 <laughs> let's put it all out there for the community members so they know, like, this amazing episode, like, how they can get in touch with you following it. All right. So, um, ways to get in contact with me. The easiest way is Twitter, of all things. Um, I go by at student Dr. Kendra at student Dr. Kendra. Um, and it's the same on my Instagram. Um, I do have my WordPress site. Um, that's paging student Dr. Kendra. Um, and it's all about my life, kind of my life in medicine, um, struggles that I've had and wins that I've had. Um, so you can look on WordPress for that as well as my email. It's all over my WordPress by Twitter's Instagram. It's studentdrkendra at gmail.com. And I'm usually pretty receptive. I have my phone or my laptop on me at all times, even my second phone on me at all times. I'm going to put all of these in the show notes. So, you know, even if you're like driving, showering, wherever you listen to it, it'll all be in the show notes and we'll make sure that you can get in direct contact with her. I have been considering writing a book. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and write. We're, we're, we're going to talk to her first and now. Go ahead and write it. I'm putting it in the atmosphere now. This is an exclusive. This is the first time anybody's hearing this other than my brother and my best friend who are like my sounding boards. I love it. Um, But I'm considering writing a book soon, hopefully a motivational book that can reach pre-meds, people in medicine uh, or medical school, physicians already, or anybody that really wants to motivate themselves to get into business, entrepreneurship, things like that. It's in my mind and I'm putting some things down on paper. Yes. And we can pray that you'll be seeing it soon. Well, we're, we're praying and I think it's needed, right? I think it's needed. Let me know. I'm going to buy the first copy or second. Uh, I guess your, bro- your brother and family might beat me. So well, after all the family... <laughs> Buys a copy. I'm buying a copy as well for for that because again, it's go ahead, go ahead, and get the book. We put it out there. We need the book. We're gonna work on that. See, like when I, again, I, I'm telling y'all, the community, like I wish, like I was this, like I thought I was forward thinking, right? Because I had a little blog, right, when I was in medical school, right? But like some some of these medical students, what they're doing now, like absolutely uh, blows my mind, and I'm just like, and I'm I'm like in awe because I'm like a, I'm a fan of everybody, right? Like I'm a fan of all of my students, especially those who look like me. Right. I'm a fan of all of my students, uh, medical students, like doing absolutely amazing things because I can just see it. And y- y'all got greatness like written all over you. And, you know, I, I know you're going to do great things again. Uh, we're going to push her, you know, once a week or so. We're going to say, hey, where's the book at? And just kind of get her to write. The, I, we, know, 
we we know she got classes, right? Because you know this is a, again, this is a medical student, y'all. So I know she's busy. You don't even gotta let me tell you. Like I probably have never been more busier in my life than when I was in medical school. Like I like I did. Oh my like, all, all of all of my family was like doing things like I, I just read it on Facebook. I'm like, oh, wow. Like cousin, what's your doing that now? Like that's that like that's how I knew about family things. Right. And uh, uh-huh. so I know as a medical student, it's probably one of the more busier times of life. She's about to be a fourth year. And I hate to I, I'm let, let her on a little secret right now. Um, fourth year is probably like the worst year as a medical student. Right. Right. Like, until, until, until match day. Right. Like until match day. Like fourth year is probably one of the worst ones, right? Because she's gonna have to be on the P's and Q's all the way up until match day, and then once you get yeah. matched, she's like, "Okay, I can breathe again." I'm gonna have to play nice. <laughs> oh man, that's the worst. It's so hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, and then be on the lookout. I gotta shout them out. My friends over at Chocolate Doc. Um, my friend Sandra Coker, that's Black Girl White Coat on Instagram, and then uh, Mentor Me MD. Be really be on the lookout for them. They're underclassmen here at my school, and they're like really, really doing it. They're like exponentially doing way more than I was ever doing in first okay. and second, third year. I, I know, I know. Uh, chocolate. Those those are the two girls, right? Two like MS two. Or yeah, MS2? yeah. Jessica oh, yeah. and Nika. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I just, I just, uh, I think because they they were giving away like MCAT books or something, right? And I yeah. actually. I actually sponsored one of their giveaways so they can like ship it for free or something, right? So yeah, I'll no. have to reach out to you then. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you know what? When uh, all the all of the links you just said will be, in, uh, I'm gonna get all the links from the sh- from her. It'll be in the show notes so you guys can reach out to them as well. Like I said, we're definitely excited, glad uh, that she could be here soon, Kendra. Yeah. Thank you uh, for joining. Thank you. Time. Community is absolutely amazing. Had an amazing time. It's always great to have a real talk with somebody. Yes, yes. You have a great, blessed one. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today if you have not had a chance please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening if you already listen and you've already subscribed make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is and if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes always head over to lunchlearnpod.com that is lunch learn pod all in one word dot com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye